0: This is episode 123 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. In this episode, I'm going to share with you a story and some takeaways I have from a counseling session that really moved me as a school counselor. Before I do that, I want to remind you that I always change the names and the significant details in order to protect the confidentiality of my clients. Even as uh, children, my clients have confidentiality. And I want to also remind you that I am a solution-focused specialist. And those of you that are practitioners, you are going to want to take special notice of the way that this session went and the way that I approached it as a solution-focused expert. Because you will surely be able to pick up some differences in the way that I approach this session, as opposed to how somebody might, um, using a different philosophy of counseling. There's many of them out there. I lean on the solution focused and I, my hope for this session is that you are listening with an open heart and an open mind, whether this actual subject, uh, applies to you or not, the subject of communication and open communication and the power of that is something we're going to talk about. We're going to take a minute at the end of this episode to not only go through the four main takeaways that I got from this session, but also a solution focused inspired activity that you can do with yourself and with your family in order to help you get rid of fear and look at things with a clear mind. Look at what is actually true in order to be the best version of yourself. And I'm also going to let you know more about how you can get your hands on my mini course, Conversations That Empower. Conversations That Empower outlines all of the solution-focused uh patterns of communication that people can use, whether they're a practitioner or not, with their kids, with their family, in order to make sure that they get the most out of each conversation. It has four simple steps. You can go to my website, thefocusedmindset.com, or look in the show notes for a quick and easy link to find my mini course, Conversations That Empower on Sale right now. So with all that in mind, let's get into this episode. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a solution-focused life coach, and I'm a school counselor. Parenting is quite the journey, and it doesn't always turn out as planned. In this podcast, we talk about the solution-focused approach, and we discover together how you can use this approach in your everyday life. Don't forget to subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss a single episode of family-oriented content that I put out for you each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, welcome to the podcast. So glad you're here with me today. I have been doing so much cleaning. As I clean out my office, I'm getting prepared to move to a brand new location. And last week, I sat and I was looking through notes and I was looking through the different things that I write down as I do counseling. And one immediately caught my eye. I saw a list of questions, and those questions were Is this a terrible idea? Do you know why I keep thinking about this? Do you know anybody that has been through this that I can talk to? Are you going to look at me differently now? Are you going to treat me differently? Will you talk about me behind my back? Now that you know that I have a crush on a girl, will you want me to move out of the house I knew immediately what counseling session these questions came from. They came from a conversation that I had a few years back with a girl named Amber. Amber is a student that came to me one day, referred for um, just some drama that was going on. Her teacher referred me. One of her teachers were like, hey, she needs someone to talk to. And after we got done talking, I could see in her eyes there was something else that she wanted to talk about. So I asked her, is there anything else that's on your mind? Is there anything else that you have? Because nothing that you can say will surprise me. And I reminded her of the confidentiality that happens in counseling. She started wringing her hands a little bit and looked down and her long, curly hair just kind of fell in her face. She put her hair behind her ears and she looked at me and she said, Mrs. Kretz, I have a crush on a girl and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know who to talk to about it. I mean, I can talk to kids my own age, but I don't have any adults that I think can understand me. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, if you did have someone in your life that you could talk to about it, who would that person be? She immediately said, oh, it will be my parents. I talked to my parents about everything. I wish I could talk to them about this, but I just can't. I just c- can't do it, but I want to. And I could see that the emotion in her face as she said that. And I said, so you wish that you could talk to your parents? She said, absolutely. And I would. I tell them everything else, but I'm afraid of what they would say. I'm afraid of what they would think. I don't know what they do. I know they don't. Uh, they don't agree with this type of thing because they're conservative. And I see how they look at the television. If there's a gay couple on television, how they roll their eyes. I mean, you know, they've shared with me how they feel and I know their beliefs. So how in the world could I talk to them about having a crush on a girl? But I don't even know what it means. I mean, maybe it means nothing. Maybe I don't know what to do. And she again put her head down and let her hair fall down into her face. And I told her, I said, I'd like to talk to you more about what you might say if you were going to talk to your parents. But first, I need to get to know your parents. I don't even know them. What are your parents like? And she said, oh, they're great. They're, they're, they're good parents, I have to say. I mean, they take me to my basketball and they watch me and they always support me with my guitar lessons. And they pretty much have always been there for me. It's just me and them. I'm an only child. And I said, so they've always been there for you. She said, yeah, I know. I know they love me. And I guess that's why I don't want them to look at me any different. I mean, I want them to look at me exactly the way they do now, just their little girl. It's just like so complicated with all this other stuff. And then she sat up again and she kind of looked at me and said, I'm lucky to have the parents I do. They always have been there for me. And I said, your parents sound like they love you very much and they are very supportive. Can you ever think of a time that you have disappointed them? She said, oh yeah, I've disappointed them plenty. And of course I get in trouble, but they still, they always got my back. I guess that's what parents are for. So see, Miss Kretz, now you know why I can't talk to them. Everything's good with them. I don't need to mess all that up with this. So I've just been trying to figure it out on my own and I don't know if I'm thinking about things right. I don't know where it's going to head, but it's just a lot. It's a lot to think about. And I told her, it sounds to me like the fear of what your parents are going to think is stopping you from communicating with them. She said, yes, that's exactly it. I don't know how to communicate with them anymore. Not about this. And I'm scared. I really do have that fear. And I told her, I said, fear is a really crazy thing. Fear likes to whisper things to us. Fear likes to whisper scenarios and things that haven't even happened and aren't even true or based on truth. I said, let's do something right now. Let's take that fear and let's pretend like we're just setting it aside right here on the table. We're going to scoot it over here. And I kind of moved my hand across the table. I said, we're just going to set all of that fear and concern and worry about what your parents might say and just set that aside. Can we do that right now? And she took a deep breath and she goes, okay, I'll try, I'll try. So I got out my notepad and my paper and I said, I wonder if a miracle occurred and you woke up tomorrow and you knew that it was the right day to talk to your parents, you felt comfortable about it, you felt confident about it, I wonder what would you say to your parents on that day? And she sat back and she thought for a minute. She said, I've thought about it over and over again. And I do have so much that I would say, especially I have questions that I would ask. I said, all right, what are those questions? She said, first I would ask them, is this a terrible idea? Do they even know why I keep thinking about this over and over again? I would ask them, do you know anybody that has been through this? And maybe I can talk to them. Maybe they can help me talk to them. And then she stopped. Her voice got a little lower. And she said, I also want to know, are they going to look at me differently now? Are they going to treat me differently? Are they going to talk about me behind my back just because I'm figuring this out and The biggest fear I have, what I really want to know is, if I have a crush on a girl, will you make me move out? I would ask him that. And I looked down at my paper and I looked up at her and I said, these are wonderful questions. These are questions from your heart that you want answered. Each and every one of these are important and valid. And she goes, you think so? And I said, oh, I really do. And she said, I just wish I knew how they would react. I said, I can tell that you really wish you could ask them these questions. She said, I did think of a couple of ways that I could do it. I thought I'd just come up to them and I would tell them that it's a friend of mine. If I told them that it was a friend of mine that had a crush on someone, then I see how they react. It's probably the same way they're gonna react to me. Then I can ask them some of these type of questions, you know, as if I'm asking for her. And I said, huh, well, that's one idea but I wonder, do your parents love and support your friend? And she said, well, no. I said, well, I, I can say as being a parent that the way I would answer a question if it was my daughter's friend is a lot different than I would answer the question if I knew it was my daughter herself. Because of that little part that I love and support her. And she goes, well, then I don't know how I'm going to get a straight answer. And I said, well, I I am not here to tell you when or how that you could talk to your parents. But I would like us, while we have that fear set aside, tell me the things that you know are true about your parents. Not based on fear, but based on their character. Because I heard you telling me about the type of people they are. And I'm wondering, what's true about how they support you? And she said, well, the truth is they do support me. The truth is, I think that they probably would listen more than I think. I just, it's about me being brave enough. It's about me, I guess, finding the right time. And it's just about me figuring out how to say it. And I said, how about if we write out a little script? I'll write it right here underneath these questions. And then it will give you an idea. You know, when we practice things and we practice the way we're going to say it, it becomes easier when the time comes and you'll find the right time. I mean, you'll, you'll be looking and you'll find the right time. She said, okay, because I really do love and respect them and I want their opinion. I really do. I said, all right, well, I will start you off and then you can go from there. How about Mom and Dad, I value your opinion, and I've been really scared to bring something up, but I love both of you and I really want your opinion. Can I talk to you about it? She said, That's good, that's good. Write it down. So I wrote it down and then I turned the paper to her. I said, Read that and then see what else comes up in your mind. And she goes, Mom and Dad, I value your opinion. I love you and I really, want to talk to you about something and I've been so scared." And at that point, she just started to cry. The emotions flew out of her and as I saw that, I knew. I knew that this entire counseling session had so little to do with the fact that she had a crush on a girl and so much more to do with how she could communicate with her parents openly about this difficult subject. The parents that she had always grown up and talked to about everything and now she's keeping something in. It was more about the sadness and the guilt and the worry that she felt when she kept this big thing from her parents. As she had that moment of sadness, I realized that that was the most important thing to her is her relationship with her parents. Crushes come and go, but the relationship with her parents, she wanted that to last forever. And there she sits in this moment. She's been holding back from this important conversation out of fear that that relationship would change. Not knowing what will happen, not even knowing where her sexual identity will end up. She has all of these worries about the future. And she actually wants her parents' opinion. And then I watched her compose herself. And she continued with what she would tell her parent if she could. She said, I know that I've always been able to talk to you about everything. And if you'll let me, I just want to tell you this. And you might not even like what you hear, but I need your opinion so bad. And she wrote some of that down on the paper. And then she said, you know what, Miss Kreutz? then I think I'll just write down these questions. Can I do that? Can I take it with me? And I said, absolutely, you can. She wrote down each of her questions and she thanked me for talking to her. I walked her back to class. And um, it wasn't until a couple of weeks later that she found me and she said, Mrs. Kretz, I had that conversation that we talked about and it went way better than I thought. Now that's the last I remember of her talking about it. And in school counseling, when it comes to confidentiality, many of these type of conversations are things that I don't hear the ending of. I know that they're on their journey and it takes them a while to figure out their path of when they're going to talk to their parents based on their relationships. But it's my privilege to be there in moments with kids so they can talk without feeling judgment, without feeling any type of uh, push or pull in any particular direction. She needed to find that answer within her. And I was glad she found the courage to talk to her parents in that manner. In some cases, a a situation may have gone a completely different way if uh, it was found out that the parent's character were different. And as a matter of fact, they may, you know, ask her to move out, as she said. Sadly, that's the truth of some parents' That they do get so caught up in maybe their own fear that they are willing to draw that kind of line in the sand when their child might just need somebody to talk to. In fact, I can tell you they do need someone to talk to. Think about the people in your life, the kids in your life, and how you might open up the lines of communication in a brand new way in order to get questions answered questions that are burning a hole in their mind now consider how kids are going to get answers to questions if they can't go to the people that they've uh, they've always trusted since they were a very young child most likely the internet most likely a search are we going to allow whatever Google comes up with as something for them to click or whatever YouTube says, are we going to allow that to dictate the information that flows into our child's mind? Sometimes, accidentally, that's exactly what we do. By the time a child has the courage to ask these questions to the adult, they've already done research. They've already had all of this input going into their mind. Like we've talked about before, how the mind programs for the information that they get and they start to... uh, weigh out the information that they've been taught as a child, the information they've been, uh, they're reading and they start forming opinions outside of the opinions of their parents. They do this, um, as they're growing and as they're learning, as they listen to their friends, uh, as they listen to different influencers, this is the world that we are in. Now, kids have always listened to their friends, and I feel that as long as I've been a counselor, I've watched um, parents underestimate the power that their peers are having in their life and how they're influencing their decisions. But what can we do about it? What can we do about it to be able to say, I wanna meet my child where they're at? In order to figure that out further, let's talk about my first takeaway that I got from this session That I was reminded that kids need communication with their parents. They desire communication with their parents and earlier than they think. Now, while you were listening to that whole story, I'm guessing that you conjured up an age that the child that was that I was speaking about, right? You probably had a vision of that person in front of you. How old do you think they were? Some of you might say, oh, they were around high school in my brain, or my imagination uh, looked at them as maybe junior high. Well, I'll tell you, that child was 10 years old. A 10-year-old girl went through those questions with me, those mature and well-thought-out questions. A 10-year-old girl was dealing with a crush a crush that she couldn't talk to her parents about. You know, your kids need you to talk about tough situations and tough topics earlier than you think. So even if it's uncomfortable for you, even if it's challenging for you, even if you wish that they were not uh, the age that they are, you think, oh, this needs to be dealt with when they're older. Why would I bring this up in their mind? I just want to wait till they're older. You need to think about earlier is better. Yes, you can say things in an age-appropriate way, but it is never too young for you to let your child know regularly, you can talk to me about everything. That is, if your goal is to have open communication with your child, if you want them to be able to talk to you about everything and anything, then it's your actions that are going to dictate if that actually is going to happen. So we need to look at ourselves and say, do I really want to know everything that's happening in my child's life? If I want them to be able to talk to me, am I approaching my communication with my child in a way that's going to cultivate that in a way that's going to help them feel comfortable to talk? I'll tell you one thing. What they hear in their mind over and over and over again will come back up when they're questioning, do I want to talk to my parent about this? If they've heard you say from the time when they're very little, remember, no matter what I'm training you, no matter all of the values and the things that I believe and and all of this, no matter what, I love you and you can talk to me about anything. So. The first time that someone wants them to look at their phone and there's an uh, inappropriate picture. The, the time that they are approached about drugs. The times when they're approached about looking up things they shouldn't on the Internet. The time when they're approached with uh, whether they like a girl rather than a boy or a boy rather than a girl or even their first crush. The time when that happens. They will hear that replay back in their mind. My mom's told me so many times and they show me through their action. My dad has told me over and over, I can come to them about anything and they'll be there for me. They love me no matter what. Are we truly, truly getting that message to our kids, not only through our actions, but through our nonverbal actions as well? You can do that and you can start doing that today. Another thing you can do is look for the things that are happening in their life and then talk to them about it. If you see that they are curious about something, rather than being so quick to say, oh, let me tell you all the ways that are wrong. Let me give you uh, three or four different scenarios of how that can harm you and hurt you. Instead of that, step back and say, tell me what you think about that. Let's talk about it. Where did you, what's your thought process on it? And let me share you a little bit about what I've learned about that same subject. Slow it down. It's not always about a training moment. In fact, most of the time it's about a connection moment. Can you make a connection? A connection is going to go a long, long ways. That's, basically why I wrote my entire Conversations That Empower course, and I've gotten such amazing feedback um, from the people who've taken it. Why? Because sometimes we don't know what to say in that moment. We don't know. uh, It becomes awkward, and you're like, "Uh, "Now, now, I don't want to talk about that. Why not? Why? Because you didn't really have the tools in your tool belt to be able to say, okay, let's talk about this, and let me just listen. Let me... Uh, be able to rephrase what they're saying. Let me be able to share my opinion when the time is right. Let me be able to help them. There are steps to being able to be a more solution-focused parent, to be able to communicate with your kids, but it does take being deliberate, and it does take a lot of patience. And that leads to the second lesson. The second takeaway that I had from that session is the, pet, the patience that we have is not only shown through what we say, but what we do. The acceptance that we show, the willingness to be open is something that we are, uh, are showing through our actions, even more than what we're saying. Do you remember how Amber said that uh, she sees how the parents look at each other when a television show comes on? there's probably all kinds of nonverbal looks and eye rolls and things that those parents have been doing. And I'll tell you, while she was saying that, I remember being a little convicted myself. I remember thinking, oh, wow, I wonder what nonverbal communication I have between my husband and I that I think, oh, whatever, it's my home and my kids watch. And they chalked that away as, oh, okay, okay, that's how my mom reacts to that. That's how she's going to deal with this situation. Maybe I need to tighten that up. I love that when those moments happen, when I get a learning lesson from someone I'm talking to. We need to be open to having that type of conviction in our heart, saying, am I giving a nonverbal message to my child that makes them believe that I'm actually not the person they need to be talking to? If so, I need to change that. And you can change that. You can you can fix your face. You can fix your, uh, and if you do, you can also clarify why you made that look. And kids can understand that you can 100% have a certain value and belief and also be accepting and caring. Both of these two things can exist in the same person, at the same time towards your child. I have seen this happen a lot when I have a student that I work with that's having suicidal thoughts. When they have suicidal thoughts, I bring the parent into the conversation, and the child always has so many fears and worries about what the parent is going to think. It's probably one of the most fearful time. Uh, in that I see the fear in the children. They're just like I absolutely do not want to talk to my parent. They're terrified to talk to their parent about these thoughts that have been rolling around in their mind. I've had this conversation with kids as young as third grade because they begin they begin to think about: Am I even valuable? Am I even worthy of being here? Am I ever going to be truly accepted? These thoughts roll through their mind early, and. Many times I have parents that sit and listen to the child and then they just are like, why would you think that you couldn't talk to me? You can always talk to me about everything. And they many times will cry and hug and I'm able to just kind of step back and watch that moment of them being real with each other. Real in a different type of way than they've ever been and the relief that the child has with, oh my mother knows this now or my father knows this now and they become a team in helping and and many kids will say i had no idea my mom would want to help me so much i thought she would just tell me how awful those thoughts were that i was having there are a lot of thoughts that our children have and then they decide if it's a thought worthy of sharing with you and i want you to be the type of parent that opens up the line of communication as much as possible. And that leads me to the next takeaway that I had the next lesson. When your children do talk to you, no matter what it is about and no matter how long they waited, meet them where they're at. Be careful not to say things like I just told you many parents will say is why didn't you tell me earlier? Even though that is a natural reaction, if a child has the courage to talk to you about something that's difficult with them, remember this conversation that this student had with me. And I am telling you this is one of so many on so many different difficult subjects that I've heard from kids. If a parent chooses not to shame, if you choose not to shame, and rather than that, say, I'm here for you. What do you need to talk to me about and even thank them. Thank you for talking to me about this now. I'm so thankful that you're telling me all of this. They can breathe a sigh of relief knowing that they can, they, they, that they did the right thing by opening up. So the next lesson I have is watch your reaction. When your child is telling you something, sometimes there's a lot more below the surface. Let's say they're talking to you and they kind of say it really surface-like, like, like, oh yeah, this vaping stuff. I don't know what to think about that. Well, if you go on a lecture mode, you might not ever get to the real reason why they actually brought up vaping in the first place. But if you can have a um, more of a like, oh yeah, what, what are you hearing about that? You know, kind of... Choose to approach it, each and everything that they want to talk to you about that's difficult in a way like you're thankful that they're talking to them. Think that in your head. I'm so thankful they're talking to me right now. That could make the difference. It can make a huge difference. And the next takeaway I have for you is if your child ever comes to you and tells you about a friend, treat that answer as if they're talking about them because this is also not an isolated incident. I have lots of kids that have tried that idea or come up with that idea. Oh, I'm going to tell them that it's a friend. Or they'll come to me and say, I already know how they'll react. I told them that it was a friend and this is what they did. And this is absolutely not talking only about um, if a child is dealing with a sexual identity issue or a gender identity issue. No, it's about drugs. It's about even just a normal crush if they're not allowed to like anyone or have a boyfriend or a girlfriend at all. Um, You know, they... They try it out many times by saying that exact statement. So be aware of that. If your child comes to you and tells you about a friend, treat that answer with care, love, and treat it as if they're coming to you and saying that they're struggling with that. That'll help you a lot. It's really all about parenting with the end in mind. And what is the end that you're looking for? You want to evaluate that. You want to think about that. You want to really dream about and picture the type of relationship that you want to have with your child. It's so important for us to consider the end. And I'm not talking about the end of what they might do for a living or what they might turn out like as a person. I'm talking about what does your relationship look like? What do you picture that relationship being like? And then step back and figure out how you need to act today in order to help that be a reality. I always say that deal with things that you can control, the things that are, are, in, are actually in your sphere of influence and what you do, you are uh, able to have some say in, right? <laughs> you actually are not in control of exactly what's throwing, flowing through your child's mind, obviously. And you're not going to be in control of the choices they make as adults, because at that point, they'll be adults. But you can be in control of the type of person that you are along the way. And when you make mistakes, because you will make mistakes. Oh my gosh, I made so many, many, many mistakes. I have so many conversations that I think about where I'm like, oh, man, why, why didn't I handle that differently? But you know what? We can be humble parents. We can come back and say, I wish I would have handled that differently and then move forward from there. That alone is going to help you be a real person to your child, not someone that's up on a pedestal uh, full of perfection. So in order to help you with maybe any fear that's in your heart around difficult and challenging subjects like this one, I'm going to lead you in a solution-focused exercise that, kind of like the one that I went through with Amber, what we're going to do is we're going to take a minute right now and I want you to consider the things that are fearful in your heart, the things that scare you about what your child might be a part of or be, be into or the things that you don't know how you're going to talk to them about this a particular subject, whatever that is for you. You know in your heart what that is. And for each and every moment of them growing up, that can change and shift. But where where is it for you right now? What fear are you holding on to? What fear might be stopping you from communicating in the very best way that you need to with your child? Is it a notion or a thought pot- pattern that's been flowing through your mind that's not helping your relationship? Are you thinking right now about where that might lead? What might happen if you continue that thought pattern or that unhelpful um, notions that are flowing up inside of you? Just notice it. Notice that fear that's inside of you that is causing those unhelpful thoughts, those unhelpful patterns of thinking. And what we're going to do is we're just going to take that fear and we're going to set it aside. We're going to take it right out physically. You can take your hands as if you're taking that fear in your hands and just set it aside on the table. Release yourself from that fear. Release yourself from that feeling of tightness in your chest of what if, what if. And now we're going to look at what's true. We're going to look at what is honest, and what's in your heart. Now with that fear set aside, and you are feeling calm, I want you to start picturing the end in mind. What do you want your relationship to look like with your child? What do you want that to feel like? Now take steps back in your mind, slowly, slowly, all the way to the age that your child is right now. And think about what are the choices and the attitudes and the actions that you can have when you have that end in your mind, in your heart. Now, I know that fear in, for parents, we, oh gosh, fear is a tough one, right? But I want you to remember that you could do this activity anytime. You can choose to set that fear aside so you can look at what's truly real and decide what you're going to do each and every step of the way as a parent. And if you're not sure how to do that, I would love for you to jump all over this course that I've made because it's the reason I made it. It has helped so many families and so many uh, so many educators already. Conversations That Empower will give you the step-by-step guide in a quick, simple way through video and audio that I put out and a little workbook pages that you can work through. You also get an entire kind of like a communication cheat sheet that you can print out and you can follow along in conversations because practice is everything. You can practice in the mirror. And then it also includes a download where you can get an entire 30-day journal to help you with these same type of things where you can answer questions and you can fine-tune your skills as a solution-focused individual that wants to communicate with your child. Now, I uh, made this little mini course when I had no idea how to make courses, right? And so I'm actually in the process of redoing it, revamping it, adding what I need to. But the first, uh, I guess you could say version is the one that's still on sale on my website right now. And I want you to be able to jump on that because that that is not going to be the same uh, price (laughs) how to say it that it will be after I'm finished with all of my revamping. But the information is the same. The information is the reason I felt compelled to make this course, because I knew that these steps were not only helping me, but they were helping the clients that I work with. And I want them to help you as well. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to feel like you're empowering the people that you talk to. Get conversations that empower. Go to my website, thefocusedmindset.com under the product. Check it out. You will be so glad that you did. And I want to take this opportunity to remind you that my first few solution-focused journals are now on Amazon. You can look up my name, C-H-E-R, Kretz, K-R-E-T-Z, and you'll see under that author page uh, my first couple of titles, Inspired and Be Inspired. Soon I will have out the Focused and the Hope Journal, and then the GPS Life Solution-Focused 35-Day. Walk through. And that's all coming to you very soon. Depending on when you're listening to this, log on to Amazon. I'm telling you, you can be an empowered parent. So many times we feel defeated. We feel like we've screwed up. We feel like, why even try? You know, (laughs) this negative self talk that just kills us. The truth still remains that we can empower ourselves we can make choices that we're proud of and it will impact our kids our family and our life and yes there is going to be tough conversations that need to be had there's going to be surprises that come up and things your kids are dealing with that are heavy and i'll help you be equipped for those things that's one of the benefits of being a life coach is that We can sit down and unpack some of the day to day things that are happening and the mindset that you have about that and what you might do about it. If you are interested in finding out more about coaching on my website, you can book an absolutely free discovery call. I will call you um, after you book it and we'll sit down and talk for 20 minutes and we'll see if we're a good fit to work together. I look forward to hearing from you. You can always email me at share C-H-E-R, The Focused Mindset. So let's go out and make today amazing. Let your light shine and choose your vibe today. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.